away quietly in any direction and taste the freedom of the mountaineer. Camp out among the grasses and gentians of glacial meadows, in craggy garden nooks full of nature's darlings. Climb the mountains and get their good tidings. Nature's peace will flow into you as sunshine flows into trees. The winds will blow their own freshness into you and the storms their energy while cares will drop off like autumn leaves. Beautiful. Did you get lost in that? I got lost in it. Well, it sounded like an advertisement of sorts. That is exactly the purpose of it, is to get out and get lost in it. Because you know only when you get lost can you find yourself. That's right. That's right. That's right. Eso es profundo, hermano. Now, do you know who said that? Huh. Well, I don't know. <laughs> who did All that voice, write that, that initial that, eloquent that soliloquy? Man, bo- you've done it now. As the throwback to last week, <laughs> that was John Muir himself. Oh, right. man, I was just listening to that episode. Oh, were you? The was, John Muir episode? I was trying to get in the feel of the, uh, you know, about the podcast, trying to do my homework more. and That's a good idea. You know. By the way, welcome back to the Code of Man podcast, where we have, as you've already heard, Easy Target, Dean, Roland Napoleon Carmichael, and your name's Corey Cantrell. Yeah, yeah and, I never uh, heard, it. I heard it like that before. And myself, <laughs> myself, which is Overtrek Mike Barnett. And this is the Code of Man podcast. <laughs> That's Episode you. 142 in the uh, third week of March, year of our Lord, 2023. And uh, it's whatever time it is as you listen right now. Now that we've got all that squared away. Can you hear the chime? Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> Don't edit that. If you want to edit it, I might even offer you money to keep it in. <laughs> well, I can be bought. Something's gone horribly wrong. So anyway, (laughs) last week we Mm. dove right back into the wilderness and its goodness for the soul. And there were some great points of emphasis that Mm -hmm. we took from that. And I want to give credit where it's due. Largely those came from you guys. And so we want to come back to the well this week. And I brought a bigger bucket this time. But some of the things that were highlighted last week, you know, in the question, is wilderness actually good for the soul? Well, we talked about the fellowship that you have with your brothers, your comrades, could be your sisters. Uh, could uh, Also, we talked about the simplified life of being out in camp and backpacking, mm-hmm. which just pause time out commercial, I think is something that we should spend a lot more time on. How do we take those lessons into our daily life? Yeah. But then we also talked about just the heightened spiritual focus that you can get by being in um, wilderness, being in a place where a lot of the synthetic has been removed. If you go with that intent, you, you can really get it, your prayer time and all that. So in that episode, we strongly encourage all of you uh, out there to be considering giving this a try. And so this week we wanted to come back and offer some of our best advice on backpacking and camping. That's right. And we won't charge you either. We're going to give it to you for free. You know, like they used to say, free chicken. 
I've never heard that statement. I never heard that. Really? Is no, that not really. a ministry thing? That could be a military thing. Well, it must be because <laughs> we've been in the ministry, but not the military. Maybe. I was so, going to Google with Mel Siri, but uh, I guess Well, not. that would be fine. No. Anyway, uh, we want to give you our best, advi- our best advice on backpacking and camping mm-hmm. so you can learn from the pros. Or, and since, they're, since part- they're not available, <laughs> you can learn from us guys. <laughs> well, the truth is, the truth is, we have a lot of knowledge about what not to do. Yeah, we got that right. Probably could spend most of this uh, time on that. Yeah, but Amen. in in the event that we have someone listening right now, to include your wives, who are thinking about trying it, giving it a try, we want to save them a lot of heartache because you know, learn from somebody else, don't make the same mistakes. Hmm. But we don't just want to talk about mistakes. Let's talk about uh, what makes this all work. Before we <laughs> dive into these deep, deep topics today, I thought we'd play a little game. Oh, oh no. boy! It's it's not really trivia. It's just who said that. Spoiler alert: I win. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty much an impossible game to get all the answers correctly. Is it just? Uh, it's random. Every people. man for himself. Every man for himself. Loser leaves town. There's no like uh, multiple choice. No, you get a try. You get a try. It's Go just ahead and come back here behind the board. If loser leaves town, I'm going to the car, boys. <laughs> You don't even have to give me a, a applause or, or oh yeah 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 you know you or you can do the laugh track. I want to hear that guy laugh. Oh, he likes that laugh track. That's, <laughs> wait a minute, that's not our we, code laugh. Track. Oh, we sorry. got some negative feedback on the laugh track Speaking from the other of negative feedback. Who had the audacity to pick on our laugh track? Okay, oh, not that good. Wait, do we need um I really correct like answers it. and incorrect answers? Uh, uh, I don't know. Is you probably it, won't need correct answer very much, but. You could go ahead and get them both up. Just I just want the laugh track. All right, here we go. Who said it? All right, are you ready? These will be people you know who they are. I don't right, know I who said that. Yeah, well, <laughs> I said that. <laughs> Me. Uh, let's start with an easy one. All my life, the only thing I've been good at has been climbing and throwing myself off big things. Uh, uh, Superman. Hey. <laughs> Uh, okay. Bear Grill. Good job, Dean. Y- y- Thank y- you, only Mike. Only a little help. I- I'm impressed. That okay. was actually my initial response. I was going to say it, but uh, I thought it was too Sure, wild. it was. Whoa. Sore loser. Toot <laughs> going over here. <laughs> Sore loser. All right, here we go. Here we go. Not all those that wonder are lost. Ernest Hemingway. Ernest T. <laughs> Ernest T. <laughs> Here Ernest, I am. Ernest P. Worrell? <laughs> no. Uh, John Merle. No. Sorry, did I say it wrong? John Muir? Muir. No. I, knew, I know a guy named John Merrill, and I get the two confused. Think about backpacking, okay. a group of guys in fellowship, climbing a mountain. Tolkien. J.R.R. Tolkien. Ah, very nice. Can you say it one more time? I'm, I'm a big Tolkien guy. Not all those that wonder are lost. Ah, great. You see it on the back of everybody's vehicle. Yeah, I knew it was a, a literary quote. They all have elves ears. Yeah. <laughs> all right, here we go. You're you're lost. <laughs> I don't, I, here's your hint. I don't know if this person ever went backpacking or not. All right, oh. here we go. Life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. C.S. Lewis. No. It's oh. the only female in the list. Oh. Oh. Are you trying to say females aren't hikers? I'm saying she has identified. As a hiker? <laughs> As a female? <laughs> oh, wow, that changes. <laughs> uh, Joan of Arc. Uh, no. Um, 
uh, these buttons aren't working anymore. So there was an X there somewhere. Um, uh, hint. Here's a hint. Uh, she she could go outdoors, but wouldn't be able to see it. Oh, Fanny Crosby. No, she could go outdoors, but wouldn't be able to hear it. Helen Keller. Yes. What are you laughing so much about my initial? I'm sorry. We... Thought that was kind of a bad. Yay! Uh... There we go. Please edit that out. All right, here we go. I got. I got. I got. Uh, that went bad. Uh, Fast. Everybody needs beauty as well as bread. Places to play in and pray in, where nature may heal and give strength to body and soul alike. John Eldred. John Muir. Yes. He's just stealing my guesses. How many have you got? Three? Yes, he's sir. Got one? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, there's one to go here, so you've lost, uh, Dr. Well, well, no need even trying now. All right. Here we go. 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things that you didn't do oh, than I'd... by the ones you did do. So throw off the bowlines, sail away from the safe harbor, catch the trade winds in your sails, explore, dream, discover. I'm almost positive. Wow. Uh, I'll give you a hint. He wrote something about pigs, too. George Orwell? Jimmy Dean. Oh, Mark, Mark Twain. Twain. Yeah! Not Huck, Mark and Huck. Tom and Huck. Tom and Huck. <laughs> that was Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh. Okay. Uh, so there you go. Um, well, uh, that was fun, but I hope that those quotes were meaningful to you. Now we sure got were. your juices flowing. Yeah. Adventure, hiking, getting out there, opening up the wild. I let them win. By the way, literally as we were walking over, I got to thinking about in the code, one of our premier passages for our physical training is Psalm 18. Listen to this. You talk about a, a backpacker's um, a scripture. For who? This is Psalm 18, verse 31 through 33. For who is God save the Lord, or who is a rock save our God? It is God that girdeth me with strength and maketh my way perfect. He maketh my feet like hind's feet and setteth me upon high places. Now tell me, is that not a backpacker's uh, praise, that's a yeah. backpacker's praise. Let me give you the backpacker's prayer. It comes from Psalm 17, verse 5 and 6. Hold up my goings in thy paths, that my footsteps slip not. I have called upon thee, for thou wilt hear me, O God. Incline thine ear unto me, and hear my speech. Every backpacking trip, you ought to start out with prayer, and every backpacking trip ought to end with some praise. So there you go. Now, having said all that, let's dive into some of our best advice for the people out there who qualify as what we might call noobs. Do you know how to spell noob? N-O-O-B-S. Did you know that before this morning? Yeah. I, I don't want to be one of those weirdos that spells it with the E-W. Well, according, yeah. to, according to a reliable source, also known as Wikipedia, it could be newbie, noob, N-E-W-B, noob, N-O-O-B, Newbie in O O B I E or noob in double O B or nub, <laughs> which is what you come back with if you don't practice good safety yeah. measures. It's a it's noob a, with a nub. It's a long <laughs> U minus the E on the end. Okay. Anyway, it's a slang term for a novice or a newcomer or somebody inexperienced in a profession or activity. The Urban Dictionary says it's a person who is inexperienced in a particular sphere or activity. Actually, I don't think that's the Urban Dictionary. I think the Urban Dictionary just said a loser, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. that's a noob. So when we say noob, we're just talking about someone inexperienced in this activity of backpacking. What are, this is the first Discussion question. What are some of the common mistakes a noob would make? 
Mm, uh, getting too close, invading the old personal space. Ah, on the hike or on All the camp? Of yes. It. Period. <laughs> All Period. Of, hey, it's me again. Uh. <laughs> you, you go to the wild for some privacy and some solitude. There's a reason we're going to the wilderness and we're not in a, I don't know, escape room. <laughs> Do you see all of these trees around Look. us? You get a tree, you get a tree. Everybody gets a tree. That's not our tree. <laughs> That's your tree. So basically what you guys are saying is is give your fellow hikers and campers their personal space. Yeah, and yes. there will be times, don't get me wrong, there will be times on the trail. Sometimes me and old Easy Target here have come alongside each other and had a good conversation. Totally fine. But for the Paracletes. most part, I like to use the, you know when you're in a car and you're driving... You got to count to what is it, thousand three? That's kind of a rule of thumb. Because if you're if you're on someone's bumper, you're going to get in an accident. But if you can count to thousand three, that's kind of a good. I try to use that space while hiking. There's no reason why if a guy slows down that I step on his heels. Yeah. And there's like nothing but space, and it's like, oh, hello again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That that's the, I think even the bigger part more than just invading your space in the relaxation stages. It actually yeah. can be very dangerous because now the person in front is having to constantly think about the guy that's stepping on my heels behind. Right. And, yeah. All right. Here's one. Overpacking. Ah yes. yes. Taking too much junk. Yes. Noobs. I mean, you know a noob right off. Oh yeah. When they show up in the parking lot to yeah. climb in the vehicle with the group and go, you know the noobs. Oh yeah, they're over there with their. Uh, Nintendo games and all that stuff. Two liter Coke bottles. Two liter Pepsi. (laughs) (laughs) Harmonicas. Extra backpacks. A dead giveaway to a guy who has not been backpacking. (laughs) Don't say that. It's a dead giveaway. (laughs) Dead giveaway. I don't know that reference. But anyway, uh, you will notice them right off when you see someone with things hanging off of their pack on the outside of their pack. That is a noob. That's yes. somebody who hasn't been enough to learn. If you can't fit it inside the pack, you probably don't need it. And right. if you do need it and it's outside the pack, there's something in the pack you don't need. Yeah. And you can even rearrange some things or you can even strap it down a little more. You know, I, just the dangling <laughs> the dangling from the pack, just hanging there like wind chimes, that's not a good. Because we've had some, some of our, uh, what would you call them, the laid back trips. Mm-hmm. Where sometimes, you know, I'll have, like, my chair attached. But that's knowing that we have a short way to go. How many people in the room have ever went backpacking with stuff hanging off of your pack? That's all of us. It's unanimous. I see that hand. To you noobs out there, or those of you that have already made the mistake, we're not condemning you. We're just making fun of you. So, moving right along. We're providing positive encouragement because it can be done. And if you think, there's no way I can do it. Oh, there's a way. You can do it. We're using the common mistakes to help those behind us not make them. All right. What else would you say would be a common mistake? More yes. more people throwing on wood on uh, the fire. Oh, oh boy. You fire got squatters. I'm going to tell you what. I feel, I feel like a kid with my dad. You know, you... You're afraid someone's going to make them mad, you know? Mm. When I'm sitting around the fire with my buddy Overtrek here, <laughs> I'm just thankful to be there because I know this guy's going to take care of us. He is a master fire tender, okay? Starter, everything. And then all of a sudden... See that pun there? All of a sudden, 
some noob comes by with a log <laughs> yeah. the size of this table. This will burn nicely. <laughs> well, what uh, are you doing? It is really, you try so hard to be gracious to the noobs yeah. because they just don't know. They're like kids. They just want to well, throw a log in the fire. And I, and I think you can tell the logic sometimes, too, because you'll see them and they'll be like, oh, this is a small branch and it's got a lot of leaves. This will burn great. But all the leaves are bright green. And all the leaves are brown. And yeah, uh-huh. and the, the sky, sky is gray. <laughs> Shout out to you, Mama Cass. <laughs> what? <laughs> you don't ever listen to the Mamas and Papas? I don't reckon. Well, anyway, you were making a point. Well, I guess the point I was making was, you know, <laughs> gre- green leaves don't catch fire real quick. They've still got some life and some... They'll, they'll smother the yeah. fire you throw them on there. And- well, what's worse... And it, this this goes along with any noob mistake. Is when the noob doesn't catch on. Yeah, that's the worst part. It's like, hey, buddy, don't don't worry about. It. You just let me throw. You just bring him here. Oh no, I got you. And yeah. then the classic response yeah. is once the fire is finally going, then nobody wants to help actually <laughs> keep putting wood on the fire. They only want to help at the beginning. Yes, there's nothing like seeing like three or four dudes all in a little <laughs> corner, and it's like, come on. But lest we turn this into a counseling and therapy session for Overtrek, we'll move on to the next point. <laughs> yes. So basically, uh, have a designated fire guy and let him do it. You just Everybody oh. else pitch in at gathering wood. Well, I got one. All right, let's hear it. Trash. Ooh. Oh, boy. You're sitting there enjoying, and all of a sudden, a candy wrapper flies into the fire, and mm. it's like, idiot. <laughs> you try to start a, a wildfire here? What do you do it? There's trash laying around the, the camp, and you, you carefully you carefully make sure that all your trash is up, your bear canister, bear bag, whatever's hung, then you wake up. And you look outside your tent, there's somebody's Snickers bar laying there. It's like right by your tent. Awesome. <laughs> right by where your head's at, you know, or where your feet, so the bear can come by and grab you and pull you away to your death. So, you- so to all of the new people that are listening that are already on the fence about going, rest assured, uh, Roland Napoleon is speaking in extreme hypotheticals right here. Extreme hypotheticals. But you've brought up two key points. One is uh, making sure that you properly store your food and smelly items to include yes. your feet. Although the feet have to stay in the tent with you. Yes. And secondly is we do try to follow, practice, leave no trace. Yep. Yes. Now, for those who don't know what that is, it's everywhere, all the state parks, national parks, the, the trails. They have this posted all over the place. But if you want to know leave no trace, basically it's seven principles. Plan ahead and prepare, travel and camp on durable surfaces, dispose of waste properly, Leave what you find, minimize campfire impacts, respect wildlife, be considerate of others. Mm-hmm. Right there are seven good rules for yeah. backpacking and camping. And let's be honest, those are seven pretty good rules for life in general. I, hey, this stuff applies. You know, I, I see a lot of people that'll leave trash and stuff laying around where it's like, come on, man. So don't be a noob in life either. Well, let me bring up one. All right. Cotton. Yeah. Noobs will show up wearing cotton. Yes, they will. Noobs will always be in blue jeans and T-shirts, yes. cotton T-shirts. Yes. And that's not a good way to go. And, no. again, going back to the laid-back trip, if you want to bring you a, a cotton shirt to wear around camp or something to relax in or a nice, fresh pair of cotton socks, but, man, don't be the guy in blue jeans. And then bad boys get wet. 
You're in for a long day. <laughs> yes, you are. And they're not going to be comfortable. I mean, no. you're watching the guy in blue jeans trying to cross a creek. It's like, oh, please don't fall in. <laughs> you kind of want them to. It's like, please don't. <laughs> we we talked about overpacking, which mm-hmm. that can be a problem. A lot of guys show up with too much stuff. You don't need all that stuff you think you need. Okay. Right. Um, matter of fact, you don't need a Leatherman. Just leave it behind. Um little simple pocket knife will do. And how often have you actually used a pocket knife on our trips? Oh, regularly or? I, regularly enough that it's worth carrying. Oh, yeah, I would definitely say bring a small, but just a small yeah, one. Yeah, but normally yeah. enough to, like, cut into a food wrapper. Like, that's when I typically use it the cut most. Cut some 550 cord. Yeah, it's like, especially when it's cold and your fingers don't have dexterity. By the way, a little tip. When you cut 550 cord, take oh. your lighter and nice. burn the ends nice so pun. that it doesn't fray. Nice pun. All right, so I was going to say not only is overpacking a problem, but underpacking can be a problem too. And kind of going along with that is it's good to know where you're going, what the weather's going to be. Mm -hmm. Talk to the guy or guys who have gone before, whether there's people on your trip that have been there before or just people that have gone there before. And, you know, you can get into some tricky situations if you don't have the appropriate gear and watch and pay attention to weather, you know. Yeah, yeah. A, a recommendation for that, I have like a, a big old Ziploc bag where I put just a bunch of stuff like paracord, shovel, matches, just stuff like that, and I take it on every trip. Because there's, I, I never even need it. Not a full-size shovel, folks. Yeah, not a full-size. More like a full, trowel. A trowel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, we needed it on the first ever Roland Napoleon Invitational. Well, that, that now that brings up another point. Don't be afraid to learn from your uh, your buddies, okay? So... I scoffed at your trowel. Yes, you did. But then I got one after using yours. Because you, cause you were like, give me your shovel. And you didn't even know I had a shovel. And what? I gave you my trowel. You, and you know why. Let's be honest. I mean, I'll just explain that. It's not scoffing just because I thought it was just a stupid idea. But just because huh. I'm going I'm to grab a, a rock or a piece of wood and dig your hole. and you know. I, but the trowel, like, i got to admit, it worked really well. I'm pretty sure I got that. Because that's like what you had on the equipment list. Yeah, but you know. Yeah. That was do more as of a I suggestion. say, not as I do. Hey, <laughs> man. <laughs> and then the other item, cause, and I'm kind of diving into another topic here, and I guess we can jump on to that because we could talk all day about these mistakes that mm, you don't do want to make. We have one more mistake. Oh, well, then. No, no, then, I got another one, too. Oh, well. Um, oh, these are fun. These, well, I'll just go ahead and say these yeah. run deep. in equipment you can't do without, I learned from um, first Cody, mm-hmm. old Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. And then Easy Target both got camp chairs, and I scoffed at those camp chairs. Ah, I yes. said, look, there's the ground to set on. There's logs to set on. You can take your sleep mat, roll it out. You don't need all that. You don't go without it now, buddy. Never leave home Every without camp chair. Every trip. Every trip. I used it this past fall to go to my watch my son play soccer. I took my backpacking hey. chair to set in rather yeah. than a regular. I bet you sit in that bad boy in the living room sometimes. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> anyway, you've got a couple more mistakes yeah, the noobs make. One more I would say is not having a proper understanding of the food that you're going to need while you're there. Oh, food's important. Going with either just a whole bunch of granola bars and trail mix because, hey, I'm going to be in the woods. What more do I need? <laughs> yeah, jerky! Box yeah. of cliff bars. <laughs> yeah, you need food. But then also like taking a lot of canned stuff because then you're stuck carrying empty cans 
you know, the rest not of the Not only too. the excessively heavy foods like that or the unbalanced meal plan, that's what you described, but also foods that take a lot of prep time or a lot of, like, you got to do a lot to get that food where you can eat it. Yep. You don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. Anybody not? No. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You uh, had another one? Well, I, yeah, I got a... Right there with food, right? You know, when you have somebody who brings, like, smelly food, just oh, like something. And opens it in the car on the way. Uh, oh, yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. That, Respect that could be your fellow campers. But especially when you're sitting around the, the campfire and they, you know, break out like, I mean, don't Garlic. get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I don't mind some sardines here Ooh. ever so often. But camping. Shout out to you, Sir Thomas. You're going to break them bad boys out while camping? <laughs> With all them bears around. What was that? It was probably an animal. <laughs> so what what then is your personal personally, what has been the biggest mistake you have made backpacking or camping? Oh. I mean, I gotta tell you, mine's right. I I, I wrote down two things. But I just want to introduce them both by saying they don't call me over trick for nothing. Mm. <laughs> all right, so number one biggest mistake, and I hope I've learned this lesson, is not eating enough on long hikes. Mm-hmm. That has been a bane of my experience over the years. And I think uh, Long's Peak and Grand Canyon both both called me out. I, I had some – I hit the wall big mm-hmm. on those trips. But it's happened on shorter trips, Grandfather Mountain. and But it, it took me a couple of times to actually like, oh, this is what's happening to me. Why am I literally – my body's shutting down. And you, you have to eat a lot. You would be amazed – to know how many calories you burn, especially at elevation and climbing, uh, and, and then having a pack on, even if it's a day pack, just carrying that extra weight, how many more calories. <clears throat> For example, just walking two miles this morning just as a, quote, hike, my fitness pal, given my weight and, and, and the distance and time, gave me a credit of like, I don't know, 206 calories. Wow. Something like that. I, I might be off on that. But anyway – when I when I adjusted it to rucking with a light pack, it gives me 375 calories. Not double, it doesn't double it, but that's a significant yeah. amount difference. So do that over the course of four or five hours of miles and miles of trail and getting elevation. It's just a big mistake you can make. Yeah. You you need to eat. I, my rule now has become: when you break, eat. That and planning too many miles for the team. That's how I got mm-hmm. the name to begin with. So yeah, those are my one. big mistakes. What about you guys? I think mine would be not setting up camp before you were exhausted. And I go back to the very, very, very first trip that we went on. And, of course, none of us set up camp. But the two guys that I was with were able to compensate for that better because they had done it before. The very first one I ever went on was Grandfather Mountain. And we tackled Profile Trail from the bottom to the visitor center and back down. And we didn't set up camp. Well, when we got back to campsite, I was just thoroughly exhausted and was going to hammock camp and I dropped one of my hammock straps in the dark and could never find it and it was just it was a mess so I lost equipment because it was dark couldn't find anything and I was tired and cold and fatigued and it would have been far better to set up camp and that's that's the trip your first one where you almost got the name rookie mistake yep yep courtesy of the guy who kept saying well Rookie mistake number 15. Which, I mean, is only to be expected for the guy that said, I've never, ever, 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 ever done this before. Yeah, but it's a good thing you had me there to balance it out and bring some compassion and grace. So, Dean, what was your uh, biggest mistake? Oh, where do I begin? Um, 
Well, I started going hiking with you guys. <laughs> do I do I begin with the uh, the basic backpack, not the legit wide support six liter, sixty liter rather, six liter. That's not a big pack, but sixty liter uh, padded straps, padded um, waistband that I have now, which is a Cadillac. Or I could talk about the old trekking pole tent. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That was uh, the one you got rid of. Yeah, pretty quickly. Um, that made it, it through what one trip? No, maybe it, two. It, it was it was two trips. So Mount Mitchell. He got tired of every time the wind blowed. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, I woke up on our grandfather trip, and it was raining in so, my tent. Now I don't, and I don't want to hijack from your thought. That's but that's a great segue into some. Um, talk about equipment itself yeah because there's nothing wrong with trekking pole tents i'm sure there's some good ones out there I, right uh, the one that i got wasn't a good one but that's probably because i didn't do good research and honestly i'm just gonna be honest with you i didn't know what i was doing mm-hmm. and i didn't know you guys that good at that at, at that point like if if i knew if i knew y'all now the back then i would just pretty much just be like hey what do i get you let's, would apply that, hey, it's okay to learn from your buddies. Yep, yep. I would say, hey, let's get on Amazon. You, you know. And if I'd have known you back then more comfortably, oh I would gosh. have just said, hey, don't be an idiot. <laughs> what are you Knock doing? Get off, you bone nugget. <laughs> Why are you wearing? <laughs> so, are those tube socks? <laughs> and, and so, by the way, I did no. bring up earlier equipment you would never go without, and I mentioned the, the backpacking chair. Yeah. What would you guys add to that list of equipment you would never go out with oh, and leave behind? Gear you can't do without. I'm gonna tell you what I got this thing called uh, Coop Home Goods. That's the that's the brand. It's a travel pillow, mm. and you roll it up. It's a plush pillow, and I at the first time. So it's not an inflatable one. No, uh-huh. it is a legit pillow. The first time I ever went, I had one of those like, you know, inflatable rocks that you that you try laying <laughs> your head on and you wake up <laughs> in the morning and you're like, nope. But this Little is a, tip on those, you got to not quite fill them up all well, the way. Well, yeah. I'm going to tell you this. I Maybe second or third trip, I can't remember. But it's, uh, I think it's like 19 by 13. It, it folds up, and it's it's plush. So, I mean, you can, when you put it in your pack, it, it goes down. Like, it's, it, I'm, the rest of me may not be that comfortable, but I'm going to tell you what. If, they, if all else fails, I got that pillow. All right. Can't so go little, without the it. The camp pillow is... Yep. Is, is there? What and about you? Yeah, you're, I was gonna say my my sleep mat. I've got a climate uh, inflatable sleep mat. Yeah, which I actually I still take my my foam mat as well. And I catch some flack for taking two mats, but I'm just gonna be honest with you. It's if there's one area that I learned early on, don't skip on. It's in your sleep system yeah. because if you sleep rough and you know you're waking up you know, creaky and cramped and because you're in weird positions and stuff and all that. Who Dead ca- arm. Yeah, who who <laughs> cares if somebody gets a chuckle out of you and whatever. I, I sleep good, and in the grand scheme of things, I'm not taking up any more space than what well, I Well, we be. can afford some of that anyway because we're not, um, generally, we're not you know, we're not through hikers. We're no. not doing long hikes. We, we do shorter hikes to get to destinations and enjoy camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we can get away with a little more of that. I mean, on average, I would say our packs range in the 32 pounds yeah. fully loaded. Now, you don't want that if you're doing long hikes 
through hiking, you want to get that weight down, but we can usually afford that. And another thing about equipment that I want to point out is I have never been compelled to buy the super name brand high expensive end stuff. And I was just saying this to my wife. Uh, we were out on a walk one time in the last couple of days, one of the t- times, and I was using my pack. And I said, you know, boy, this pack's done me good. I've had it for four years. Now, I don't even know what the normal is for that, but that pack's been a lot of places. Done some some serious trail time. But, you know, I bought that pack through Amazon. It's a Teton Sports Explorer 4000 internal frame backpack. Okay, I bought that on Amazon for $60. Mm. Now, if that sounds like a lot, it's not. Now, there are much higher-end packs, and there's probably some you could pay more that's more Cadillac, but this has done well for me. It's in perfect shape. Now, I bought it, quote, used, meaning when I got it, someone had already bought it and then sent it back to Amazon, never used it. So it was a discount because I think the normal price was probably 70-something, 80 bucks. And I got it for sixty. Yeah, I the think I think I paid fly, around seventy. Rainfly was still in the, the plastic. I mean, it was brand new; it hadn't been taken out anywhere. So my point in all that is to say that you can get a lot of good equipment and not have to break the bank. That, but that is that is a good point to bring out because you also don't want to go on the other end and go so budget and cut rate. Yeah, because to some degree you do get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. So do the research. Don't skimp on quality. But that mid that mid grade yeah. is, is kind of a good place to live well, because you might not have all the bells and whistles, but you're still gonna get quality stuff. I'll tell you what, three o'clock in the morning it's or it feels like three o'clock in the morning and it's only nine o'clock at night and you got a whole night to go and you've got faulty equipment and it's not good quality. Yep. It's, that makes for a long trip. And then you've wasted the money that you spent on the yeah. budget stuff that you still had to turn around and buy something else. Yeah, there's there's no unless it's absolutely free and it was handed down to you or whatever. I, I, okay, I get that, but there's no need wasting $20, $30 here because that adds up after yeah. a while. If, if you really look at it from a grand scheme, scheme of things, it's good just to go ahead and invest. Let me ask you one final question. From the trips you've been on and the backpacking and camping you've done, what would you say is the answer to this question for you personally? What makes camp, camping or hiking just absolutely great? In other words, what is the indispensable experience that the new the newcomer needs to make sure they're they're shooting for when they go out? What do they have to have to make this trip just a wonderful experience? I hate to sound cliche here, but a good attitude. I'm gonna tell you what. If you're if you're negative Nancy and you're just grumpy and it's not gonna work out. I mean, you, you gotta wanna go. You gotta wanna you gotta have you know, what does God have for me? What's out there? I'm gonna have a I'm gonna rest, I'm gonna and just be positive. Because if you're if if you're already agitated and stuff, oh my goodness. Uh you're you've got a lot of stuff to complain about. That's all I gotta yeah. say. I mean, you're gonna be there's gonna be bugs, there's gonna be Wet socks. There's going to be you name it. Rain, rain. Yeah. There, I'd say nine times out of ten, there's normally rain. That would that would go into what I was thinking. I would say realistic expectations. Yeah. Go into it with with, you know, high hopes and all right. I'm going to get some good stuff out of it, but understand you're going to make rookie mistakes. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be you know if you're completely new to this, you're not going to be bare grills. You're gonna you're gonna do dumb stuff and you're gonna learn, laugh at yourself and some of the things that you're gonna do. And keep going because there is benefit to come from it. Our uh, previous guest on ep- uh, Jeremiah Stringer, who oh, was yeah. with us, 
I was listening to him on one of his uh, episodes on his YouTube channel about backpacking, and he said this. He said, check your ego at the door. Yes. Because basically, and he compared it to like when someone gets a motorcycle, and at first they're very careful, you know, obeying all the rules, and then after they've had it a while, then they get out there and just and take off, and then that's when they have the accident. Well, the same thing can happen in the backpacking experience. If you get too confident, too cocky, you can get in trouble. You can hike yeah. yourself into a problem. Yeah. You're going to get complacent. And another thing, just to add to that, just to add to that. So all those noob things that we that we listed, I'm going to be honest with you. The majority of those, we can laugh those off and just grow together, right? I mean, a, a lot of those I was guilty of. But here's the big one. Don't be the know-it-all noob. Don't be that guy. Don't be the guy that's been camping two or three times and knows everything and it's just just... Like you said, check your ego out the door. Or on the other extreme, the guy that thinks he's Tarzan. You, you don't want to be that guy either. Full disclosure, <laughs> the question that I asked about what's the indispensable experience to make this, this camping and hiking great, love the philosophical answers. I was going more for my answer was a good book and a comfortable place to, to rest and read. <laughs> I mean, that's what I was thinking. I'm oh, thinking I was, like, honestly, I was going to say you fellas, but I didn't want to get old chick flicky on you. You didn't want your allergies to start acting. I didn't want- <laughs> <laughs> Friends. How many of us have them? <laughs> but it, anything in terms of that practical, like for me, like a, that space and comfortable spot, i.e. for me, it's the hammock with a yeah. good book. No rain. Keep the rain fly. The rain flies off your tent. It's it's a good night. You got the stars. You've had a, a good meal. Stargazing. Stargazing. Got you a, a good book. So basically, I think in the summary, what we're saying, if you want to start this thing out, I would advise, number one, talk to people. Because mm-hmm. in the little bit of stuff we've talked about, there's so much more we could we could share, and we're really not experts. But talk to people. Choose, an, choose for your first time something not too difficult. Choose an easier destination easier route and um you know don't don't be afraid to uh to get books there's trail guides you can get of course there's websites you can look it up whatever your destination is get the essential gear don't be afraid to borrow uh just to try things out Uh, plan your food make sure you have enough food it's better to have a little too much food than a little too little food right but don't get crazy and overpack food and all that adds up and then just take the time to prepare for your trip you know make sure you get everything in order uh, before you go, and 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 make sure somebody knows where you're going and when they can expect to see you back again. And don't buy a bear canister for the Rockies, <laughs> and then not go to the Rockies <laughs> unless you <laughs> make a good seat in camp. You ain't kidding. You know, if you didn't have that bear canister, you would have already bought a backpacking chair by now. <laughs> I have a backpacking chair. Oh, so he don't have room in his backpack for his <laughs> chair because he got his bear canister. Oh well, here, here, part of a champion there, backpacking the buddies.
in the heart of a champion.